1: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord, and we welcome you to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's a delight to be with you, and if you've been with us earlier this week, you know we're talking about the liberty that we have in the Messiah, how he sets us free from the bondage of sin and death, And makes us new creatures. And of course, that involves the the necessity of being born again. Just as Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Junie, we've been uh, speaking about two verses primarily as the groundwork for what we're talking about. And let's, let's give our audience those verses again.
3: One of those verses is found in Psalms 119, verse 45. And I will walk at liberty... For I seek your precepts. And we've been talking this week about how walking mm. describes a way of life. And how do we live in liberty? We seek the precepts of the Word of God, which is Jesus made flesh.
2: So we see that's from the Old Covenant. and in the New Covenant, we've been speaking from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads as follows. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We shared how Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus walked the earth, when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has appointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. So Jesus is the only one who could set us free to allow us to become new creatures when we accept him.
3: And we talked about also, Shelley, how so many Christians um, find themselves not at liberty, but in bondage to either alcohol or drugs or lying or sexual sin or areas of their life that uh, cannot be overcome. And we know that God's desire is to deliver us that we would be set free to walk in liberty. So for every listener, if you have a bondage in your life, cry out to the Lord and ask him, where did it begin from the time you were saved? You were set free. You were excited in the Lord. You felt clean and renewed walking in liberty.
2: Yes, Lord. What
3: happened that caused you again to find your life in bondage. And I encourage you to go to your pastor or go to a Christian counselor and talk and pray together that you might seek God's precepts and walk at liberty.
2: Amen. And we also saw by looking at some verses in Psalm 119, actually verses 44 to 48, that a life of liberty keeps the word of God continually a life of liberty speaks of the Lord's testimonies. A life of liberty delights itself in God's commandments, which are loved, and a life of liberty meditates on the Lord's statutes. So it's really being consumed in the Lord. And as you said, Juni, walking is really the key. I will walk in the precepts and in the commandments of the Lord, which I love. And we said yesterday from Proverbs 412, when you're, when you walk, your steps will not be impeded, and if you run, you will not stumble. And that is liberty. And yesterday we started to talk about, Juni, what have we been freed from? And you read a great verse which is worth worth repeating today.
3: We find that in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation Hallelujah. for those who are in the Messiah, Jesus. In other words... We, in our natural or other people, might try to condemn us, but there is no condemnation. In other words, if you're in bondage, you have your choice to cry out, to seek God's precepts, that the Lord might set you free. He doesn't condemn you. We don't condemn you. Therefore, we encourage you not to condemn yourself.
2: And you know, when we think about it, Junie, Paul was able to write about this because he lived the life. And uh, we want to look now to Acts chapter 16, which demonstrates a man and disciples that walked in the ways of God and therefore were set free.
3: And their circumstances, Shelley, did not dictate to them how they were in the midst, but they walked in God's precepts.
2: Right. So I'm reading from the New American Standard, Acts chapter 16. And when he came also to Derby and to Lystra... And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman, who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. And he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the decrees which had been decided upon by the apostles and elders, who were in Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily. And they passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Juni, this is so incredible. They wanted to go to Asia, but they were so sensitive and were so sensitive to the Spirit, remembering what we read, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, The Holy Spirit forbid them to go to Asia. When we go on to verse 7, we read, And when they had come to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. Again, they were free not to do what they wanted to do, even what they would have been applauded to do, but they were free because they were led by the Spirit of God.
3: And it also shows, Shelley, that when God says no... He has yes. another plan that we shouldn't get discouraged. Hallelujah. But we should continue to walk to see what his plan is for us.
2: Yes. Verse 8, And passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A certain man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. They were led by the Spirit of God. Therefore, putting out to sea from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and on the day following to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony, and we were staying in the city for some days. And on the Sabbath, We went outside the gate to a riverside where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer. And we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. Now in the natural, we would say to ourselves, what is Paul doing at the seaside speaking to some women? But again, where the Spirit of the Lord is, and when we're directed by the Spirit, we will accomplish God's purposes. Verse 14 in Acts 16, And a certain woman named Lydia From the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This woman's life was turned upside down. She became a believer and invited Paul and those with him to to stay with her. Verse 16, And it happened as we were going to the place of prayer, a certain slave girl, having a spirit of divination, met us, who is bringing her masters much profit by fortune telling. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, These men are bondservants of the Most High. Praise God! She recognized that they were bondservants, but they were bondservants of the Most High God, so they were in actuality free. "...who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation." And she continued doing this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, "...I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her." And it came out at that very moment. Why was she delivered instantly? Because Paul was speaking in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, "...but when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone... They seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews. Praise God. We long for the day when our own Jewish people will fulfill the the call of God upon them and be a blessing to the nations. And I think we see a foreshadowing of that right here. Verse 21. And they are proclaiming customs which it is not lawful for us to accept or to observe, being Romans. Verse twenty-two. And the crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their clothes, their robes off them, and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. Junie, we got to stop here for a moment because listening and being guided by the Holy Spirit does not necessarily mean, and so often does not necessarily mean that things are going to go just the way you planned them. Remember, if we follow God, it doesn't matter what the circumstances, as you said before, June. Are we free in the Lord? Are we dependent upon the conditions or things going our way? Or are things working out the way we thought? That is so secondary. What counts is, what is the Lord doing? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, There is liberty. Okay? And and he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fashioned their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, listen to this carefully, verse 25, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, hallelujah, suddenly, there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. And when the jailer had been roused out of sleep and had seen the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Junie, what a picture of a man in freedom, even though he was behind bars and had stocks around his wrists and his legs. He was freer than the jailer who was guarding him. And we need to see freedom in the Lord is the great freedom and liberty that we've been talking about, that God wants all of us to live in moment by moment.
3: And the key was, Shelley, that in prison... Beaten and in pain, they worshipped and praised the Lord, and the Holy Spirit brought an earthquake and released them, and as we'll see tomorrow, the jailer was saved.
2: Hallelujah. Lord, let something like this encourage us to be totally free in the Lord. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you
1: for joining us this evening.